Welcome to the Vine Life Podcast. We're a church in Manchester who love Jesus, each other, and our city. Catch up on this week's message and more. Thanks, John. Imagine that you're getting married, if you will. And you want the best marriage that you can possibly have. So you might ask someone who is married with a wonderful marriage. You might come to me and Rob and say, Rob and Susie, tell me the secret of your marital bliss. And I will tell you. I will say, well, we aim to have a date night once a week where, you know, one of us will get the kids to bed and the other one will clear the house and make some nice food so that when the kids are away and all the mess, they are different, we have a nice meal. And I might say, and then, you know, at the weekend, we go for a run every Saturday afternoon. Sorry, nap. Sorry, we don't go for a run, we go for a nap. We have a nap every Saturday afternoon, but in the morning, Saturday morning, we do flag waving at 0900 hours. We never, hallelujah, we never miss it. And of course, don't forget, we do origami making together on a Monday night. And you might be frantically making notes, origami, Monday night. And you might go to your betrothed and say, darling, we must nap once a week. That's good. We must origami. We will be flag waving at 0900 hours every Saturday morning. But let's be honest, that would just be rules and religion. Okay? Because what works in my marriage might not work in yours. Origami might not be your thing. So what I'm going to share today, it's kind of like what God has been doing in my life, but it will look different in your life because you are not Susie Oldfield. You are you. And you have different contexts that you show up in. You have different jobs that you show up in. And you're a different personality and a different person. But the principles are the same. And the principles that I could have shared about my marriage or that you could take away are, okay, so you have a date night. So you have intentional time set aside every week where you spend time with your your spouse. And the flag waving, you do stuff that's fun together. We don't actually do that. You nap, you learn to rest together. So there's principles that you can say, I can take that on board and I can figure out what that looks like in my life. So what I'm going to share today, I'd like you to be asking Holy Spirit, what does that look like for me? What does it look like in my life? What's the thing here that you're calling me into more? And when we talk about hearing God's voice, which I'm going to be talking about today, I think sometimes like fears pop up, don't they, of I don't hear God's voice or I don't feel I've got much to give, or um, I'm a bit scared of failing, things like that. But the truth is, God wants to speak to us even more than we want to listen to him. I'll say it again. God wants to speak to us even more than we want to listen to him. And the other thing is, I know God speaks to us because Jesus ain't dead Dead people don't talk, but Jesus is alive, and he talks. 
And the thing is that his voice, it brings direction, it brings purpose, it brings life, and it brings freedom. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to dive in. So Father God, I thank you so much that we are your sheep, and we know your voice. I thank you, Father God, that you want to speak to us even more than our desire to listen to you. And I thank you, Jesus, that you want to, you want our, us to hear your voice in a way that changes our lives and changes the lives of those around us. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've designed us to be connected to you. And so we open our spirits, we open our hearts to you today, and we say, speak to us afresh. We need it. In Jesus' name, amen. So I was thinking about the Lord's Prayer, which you might have said at school, or, you know, not. But it says in there, give us today our daily bread. And I was thinking, yeah, fresh daily bread. Because God knows that we, he gives us everything that we need. But it also says in Matthew 4, verse 4, I think it's going to come up. Yes, thank you, Damien. It says, Jesus answered, it is written in the scriptures, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So there's lots of things that we need, but I would suggest that God is saying, but the thing that you need the most, more than bread, more than food, and we die without food, more than all of those things, you need to hear the voice of God because it actually makes you alive. If we don't, we die, not physically, but spiritually. If we don't hear the voice of God, we die. So he's speaking every day, fresh bread, every single day he's speaking to us. Do we always recognize it? Well, there's a story in the Bible with Samuel, who later on becomes a prophet to the people of God. And when God calls his name one night, Samuel, Samuel. Have you ever imagined what that sounded like? Samuel. Samuel. And he gets up and he goes, oh, maybe Eli's calling me. So he goes into Eli, the priest who's sort of looking after him. He says, I'm here. What do you want? And Eli's like, what? Get back into bed. What are you doing? It's like, you called me. No, I didn't. So he goes back to bed. This happens a few times until Eli, the priest, goes, ah, maybe it's God speaking to you. Okay. Go back and say, your servant's listening. So they had to learn to recognize it was God. So I think sometimes we have to tune in and learn because he is speaking. So sometimes we just have to learn to recognize it. So in my examples today, hopefully it will help you to figure out, ah, I think God was talking to me then. I think that might have been God speaking. Now we hear God for ourselves. We hear God through others. Um, God has spoken to me so much through you guys here in this room, and it's, it's awesome. And God speaks to us uh, for those who don't know him yet. And this gets me really excited because I don't want to keep it all in here. I want to take it out there because they want to hear. They need to hear God's voice because they're dead, and they need that life-giving, purpose-giving voice of God to break in. So I'm going to tell you a story about when one of my friends um, spoke God's words to me 
and I'm not even sure whether she was aware of it, but I've got a friend called Susie. I do befriend other people with different names to myself, but she is a good friend of mine. And uh, she's a Christian. She follows Jesus. And one time we were going out for coffee, which I like to do. And we meet at John Lewis because it's equidistant from our houses. Uh, she lives in Glossop. And we were just having coffee. This was quite a long time ago. And me and Rob at the time, we were trying to buy a house. And I felt like God was saying to buy this house in Bollington Road, this place in Heaton Chapel. And, um, and I was telling her, Susie, listen, like... They just won't accept our offer. I don't know why, but they won't accept our offer for the house. And it's right next to the school that the kids are going to go to. And she just looked at me and said, maybe that's not the school your kids are going to go to. I was like, whoo. Holy Spirit just landed on it. I went, oh, that's not the school my kids are going to go to. Now, it seems insignificant, but it's not. Because God's voice brings purpose and it brings direction. So we didn't get that house. We bought another one that we're living in now. And my kids didn't go to that school. They go to St. Thomas's Church of England School, where I have become the chair of governors. Ooh, sounds very fancy. Honestly, I did not think I would become the chair of governors. I didn't think I was that person. But I am. And one of my main jobs is to make sure that the Christian ethos is at the heart of everything St. Thomas's does. Do, do, does, yeah. That's part of my job, to make sure God's kingdom is coming in that school. How awesome is that? I got to appoint the head teacher. I got to appoint a new deputy. I get to appoint governors that I think have a living and active faith. Ha! Ah, how exciting. And the head teacher, she's got like, um, I'd say she's got like a growing faith in the Lord. I, I don't know whether she goes, I don't think she goes to a church where prophetic stuff is like the norm. But she's hungry and she's open, right? And just recently, we had Ofsted come. Dum, dum, dum. It's like the thing that makes all the teachers drop off the edge of sanity, isn't it? <laughs> Unless, uh, not, not, not Hannah Gibbs. She's fully prepared. But we had our full governing board meeting, right? And all the, the teacher, the deputies there and the head teacher, they seem all prepared. They seem very calm and very prepared. They've done the work. And they're like, yes, Ofsted is imminent, but it's all good. So it's like, great. We left the FGB meeting. And one of my governors, called, the head teacher's called Lou, one of my governors called Louise, she follows Jesus, and she just clocked Lou and thought she needs a hug, so she gave her a hug, and then she just said to me on our way out, just felt Lou needed a hug, gave her a hug, I was like, great, that's fab. So I'm walking home, and I'm just praying for Lou, the head teacher, I'm like, just praying for her, and then God spoke to me and said, you need to speak courage to her spirit right now. I was like, right, okay, got my phone, Gave her a rang. It gave her a rang. <laughs> I didn't, did I? I gave her a ring. I rang her. Gave her a ring. And I said, Lou, I just feel like I need to speak courage to your spirit right now. 
God has appointed you for such a time as this. He's given you a mantle of authority. And what you do in this school is you bring God's kingdom and he has your back. You're in it. You are prepared and God is protecting you. He's all over you. He's for you. He is so for you, Lou. And she's like, Susie, I'm just crying, driving. Because before you called me, I just went on a spiral down into negativity of, I can't do this. What am I doing? And she said, I was just going on a spiral in my mind. And then you rang and I feel so different. I was like, whoa, how awesome is God? How kind is God that he would see her and say, you need courage speaking to your spirit right now. I'm going to get one of my daughters over here to speak courage into your spirit right now. And what a privilege it is to get to do that. Because God could bypass me. I don't know why he doesn't, but he chooses to use you and me. He chooses to speak to us to bring courage into someone else. And what if I'd gone, oh, I won't call her because I think she's driving home. I, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll sit on it. I'll pray for her quietly in my bedroom. That'd be great, sort of. But it, it shifted something in her in that moment. She needed God's voice in that moment. And we're the body of Christ we're the voice. It's you and me. Earthen vessels with a heavenly treasure inside. Where are the times that God's speaking to us and we're a bit too busy to take notice? I've missed times, guys. I've missed it. Don't, don't hear that. I'm, I miss it. But I ask God for second chances and do you know what? He gives me them. But I'm going to share something that I think is key here, which I've learned. I came across this phrase, and it really resonates with me. It's, it's a bit fancy, but Damien, would you bring up incarnational listening? What? Woo! Yeah, it's quite fancy, isn't it? Incarnational listening. I came across this, and I thought, yes, this is it. This is where you are listening to someone, and you are fully present. The person that you're with feels felt. They feel seen. They feel known. They feel loved. And when you are fully present with that person, God is fully present in you. The incarnation is God, fully God, coming and being in fully man. And God said we would do greater things than Jesus. So I think we need to be incarnational listeners. So when you're with someone and you're listening to them, you are fully present with them and Holy Spirit is fully present in you so that God can speak to you while you're speaking to them. And I've had it where like a doctor has told me stuff like your son's not going to get better, he's incurable and Holy Spirit on the inside is saying, don't worry, I've taken care of it. At the same time, simultaneously. And the, I'm going to break it down and unpack it because I think there's some keys to incarnational listening. So the first one, and they all begin with a curly cur. How excited about that? Curious. 
Are we curious? When you're with someone, like this lovely man, every week, since praying for my dad, he asks me how my dad is. I feel seen by you, and I feel loved by you. Thank you for doing that. It's, it's precious to me. Because he was curious. How's your dad doing, Susie? When we're with someone, do we ask some questions? <laughs> it's, it's not rocket science. I find that I ask people questions. I'm curious. My old boss called me nosy. I feel like it's redeemed nosiness because I'm listening with Holy Spirit <laughs> so I can be nosy. But you know what? Nosiness when you don't care is nosy. Curiosity when you care for the person means that they open up. And boy, do people open up if you ask them questions. How's your job going? Oh, it's a bit stressful. Why? I've got this really big deadline. Oh, right. How are you feeling about that? I just have like this knot in my stomach. I just believe that Jesus wants to untie the knot. I even haven't, I might not have heard the voice of God in that moment, but I know God wants to untie knots in stomachs. I don't think God's going to be like, hang on a minute, Susan, I didn't say that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where was that? I did not have that planned this morning. You have just outed me and I wasn't ready. No. Because when we're with someone, God wants out. He doesn't want to be a light hidden under a bowl. He wants out. He wants to meet with that person Who's got the knot in the stomach? He came to untie knots. If you've got a knot in your stomach, may it be untied. <laughs> so it's really simple. Ask questions. Be interested. People are so desperate to be seen and known. I can't tell you. I find that they talk to me like I'm a doctor. Sometimes they tell me all their ailments because I ask. And then I think, gosh, God, what, what am I going to do? And then God gives me something. Sometimes, usually. Yeah, he does. God wants out. So be curious. The second one, are we catchable? Miles once did a staff devotional and he said, are we interruptible? I said, oh, yeah, that's good. Are we catchable? Can God catch your attention? Or are you so busy and task-oriented that you can't be caught by what he's saying? about someone through you. I'm going to tell you a story. Um, I went on a... Rob released me to go on a girls' weekend away. Thank you, Rob. It's because he knows he gets a better wife, <laughs> if he does. But my friend Becca, who I know from Brum, Brum Days, Birmingham, um, we've got a gaggle of girls, and uh, we went away for the weekend, and Becca's parents have like done this... Um, I think it was an old pub, so they've done this old pub up. And it's in this tiny little leafy village in Shropshire. It's very beautiful. And it's right next to like, this really quaint old little church that's very Jane Austen in feel. So you, like, you walk down the bottom of the garden, round the wall, and there's the graveyard and the church. It's very, very pretty. And um, so having a lovely weekend, and Becca said, look, my parents sort of do this um, low-key Sunday church service at the church next door 
would we like to join them? I was like, yeah, let's do that. That sounds good. So um, we went there and they'd got like the extension lead. Becca's mum was playing the keyboards so, and they'd bought like five benches outside because it was a nice day. Um, so not loads of people, just a small amount of people had gathered. And then afterwards, me and my friend Katie got chatting to this guy. And uh, I just asked him some questions. I was curious. I said, what did you do before you retired? And he said, oh, I was an architect. So he's telling me about that. And then I just kept getting this thought going around my head. He likes the details. I thought, all right, he likes the details, yeah. And then it kept coming around. He likes the details. While he's talking, he likes the details. I thought, I almost got annoyed. I was like, okay, in my head, I'm going, he likes the details, I get it. He's like, Sue, stop over-obsessing over on this thing. And I was like, oh, maybe it's God speaking. So I was like, okay, God, he likes the details. What do you want to say? And I felt like he gave me the beginnings of a word. Don't you find God does that? He doesn't give you the full words that you know exactly where it's going and exactly how it's going to turn out. He gives you a little bit. And then I thought, right, I'll go for it. I thought, this guy's a Christian. It'll be fine. So I said, um, Phil, I think his name was. Phil, you like the details, don't you? And I caught his wife had joined us by this point. I said, you like the details, don't you? But I just feel like, you know, sometimes when we really focus in on something, we miss it. And I feel like God wants you to take a step back and just rest in him and the bigger picture will become clear. The things that you want to know will become clear. Whereas if you keep focus, trying to focus in on the details, you'll miss it. And he goes, is this what you do? I was like, I'm not, I don't know. I, I mean, I hear God. And his wife said, well, you have got him down to a T. I'm like, cool, this is good. Can I pray for you both? They're like, yeah. So I said, come on, Katie. So we prayed for them. And I prayed for them like I would you guys here. Um, bless them, blah, blah, blah. So we went back to the house. And Becca's mom came up to me later and said, oh, so good that you spoke to Phil. Because they've just started coming and he's not a Christian. And he's just got like all these questions that it just bombards us with questions. He's really searching. I don't know what you said to him, but so good to see you pray for him. I was like, all oh, right, he wasn't a Christian. I was really just treating him like I would you guys, you know, <laughs> which is just really exciting. But you know what? It just makes me feel alive because God's alive. Do we notice when God's speaking, when we're chatting, chatting and listening to someone, are we catchable? Do we have those thoughts buzzing around our head and we just think, oh, yeah, that's something I've noticed? Because you might have noticed something because Jesus noticed something in them. Are we catchable? And the last one is connected. Connected. Jesus says, the next scripture, it, it will come up. It says, yeah, in John 15, it says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. What qualified me to speak to that guy? I was there. I was there. And I was connected to God. That's it. 
It's not something only someone like me can do. It's something that we can all do. But the key is to be connected because God is the vine and we're the branch. So we're meant to reach out to other people, but we're connected to the vine. Can we bear fruit? No. It's the vine that bears the fruit. We're just a conduit. We're just a a carrier for the vine. If we get it wrong, he prunes it off. If it grows, he can prune it back. But he's the one that bears the fruit. We just stay connected. If we remain in him, he will remain in us. And we can speak his voice to other people and bring fruit. Life, direction, freedom. Just by staying connected. But sometimes I think we worry about the outcomes, don't we? But it's not about outcomes, it's about obedience. It doesn't even matter if you get it wrong, guys. Honestly, God's really big enough to deal with it. As long as that person feels loved and seen and valued, God's all right with it. I've found out. It's not about outcomes. I've prayed for people and some of them have got healed and some of them haven't. But are we catchable? There was one time, oh, I've got a few stories, but I can't fit them all in. I knew this would happen. I'll tell you about my, um, my friend Keisha. And just keep asking Holy Spirit, am I curious? Am I catchable? Am I connected? Um, yes, I'm going to tell you about my friend Keisha. Um, I met this lady at a toddler group. You might not go to baby and toddler groups. It's all right. (laughs) There'll be a different scene that you can show up in. But I got chatting to this lady and our two boys played nicely. So I invited her back for lunch. And um, I just asked some questions. I was curious. And she started saying that um, her blood pressure had gone up since having her um, daughter. And she said, and I've started having panic attacks. And she's a Christian. She goes to a different church. And I said, oh, okay, well, I can pray for you. Um, So I started praying for her. And I just felt that um, she had a fear or a belief that she was going to die early, die before her time. So I said, Keisha, I just feel like you've got a a fear that you're going to die before your time. Does that make any sense? And she went, yes, okay. So I said, right, okay, let's... uh, Let's break all agreements with that lie right now because that's not what God has for you. So I just led her in a simple prayer of breaking all agreements, known or unknown, with that lie. And we asked Father to send it far away from us and ask God to bring his truth. Okay, So we're just praying about that. And then I said, Keisha, I've got a picture. God gave me a picture of a white pot. I said, does that make any sense? And she went, no. It's like, okay, cool. Just carry on praying. And then I prayed for her a bit more. And then she opened her eyes and went, whoa, Holy Spirit has just shown me all that, this stuff about the white pot. I've got the word alabaster. And I feel like God wants to release something in me where I do some kind of artwork or something. And I'm going to call it alabaster. I said, yes, it was like a marble alabaster pot. Well, 
a few days later, she messaged me saying, I've not had a panic attack since. They've gone. I'm free. I feel like I can sing from the rooftops. She said, I'm free. But the other really cool thing is that I've watched on Facebook. She set up this thing called Alabaster where she does like art workshops for people, all kinds of people where they can express themselves. She is salt and light where, wherever she's going. And she was set free from something because God spoke to me, through me, to her, and I was catchable, and I was curious, and I went with it, and I was connected to Holy Spirit. Because I think, as Christians, it's very easy to become fat cats, where we have all the cream, and we have so much, don't we? God speaks to us so much, and we, we know... Like we have training on the prophetic and all of that. And we've got all this treasure. But if we don't give it away, we just become fat cats. And fat cats are ugly and useless. I mean, more useless than regular cats. I'm not a cat person. Because the Bible says that it's greater to give than to receive. Do we believe that? Do we really believe that it's greater to give? Because I think when you give, you realize the treasure that God has put inside you. You realize how good God is. When you give it away, you experience how good God is. It's amazing. And if we keep it to ourselves, we become stagnant. It's like, you know, when the Israelites gathered extra manna, it went moldy. It's like the guys that were given the talents, the one that hid it, he lost it. If we keep it, it goes moldy. If we hide it, we lose it. You lose your saltiness. What good is a light under a bowl? It's useless. But God, when you show up, God shows up. And God wants out. When you show up, God shows up. And God wants out. He's put this treasure in jars of clay to be poured out, not to be stagnant. There's a river flowing from the throne room of God. It's a river teeming with life, and a river flows. It never pulls and just stays where it is because that becomes the Dead Sea. You are made to be a river where God's goodness and his, his life-giving voice speaks to you, and it flows out to other people, everyone that you meet. And you might not even realize that you're speaking the words of God, but you are because you're connected to him. Because if you remain in him, he'll remain in you and you will bear fruit and fruit that will last. So what is it that's stopping us? I think it's, I think it's those thoughts, isn't it? A fear of failure, fear of not hearing him, feeling over-responsible for the outcome. What if it doesn't work? What if they don't get healed? Personality differences. I'm not that kind of person. I don't like speaking to other people. I just feel like God wants to do something special today. I think he wants to light something in us afresh. Where we can step into it's just easy. It's not even something crazy difficult, guys. It's literally just saying, 
I'm available and I want to be connected and I want to speak words to other people. So I'm going to invite the lovely, wonderful Richard to come and um, play for us. And we're just going to spend some time speaking to God. Because I feel like he wants to break off some of those fears and lies. Because the truth is, we are sons and daughters who know his voice. And we can take that to other people. Because when you show up, God shows up. And God wants out. He so loved the world that he gave. He so loved us that he gave his one and only son. He so loves those people that you work with. He so loves the people that live on your road. He so loves them that he gave them you. You're the body of Christ. And you know what? When you pray for your friends, when you pray for your street, stuff happens. Prayer is a key, guys. Prayer. Praying. Because it, it causes us to care like Jesus cares. So um, I'm just going to invite you to stand if you can, if you're able. And I'm just going to um, invite Holy Spirit to come. I'm just going to take a few moments to ask God and to hear from him. So Holy Spirit, just come. Father God, come now. I thank you, Jesus, that your voice sets us free. I thank you that your voice gives us direction and purpose. And I thank you, Jesus, that you are revealing us as sons and daughters to a world that are desperate, desperate to see sons and daughters revealed. Desperate to know that there's a heavenly dad who loves them, who sees them desperate and God we get so good at just sticking to what we're qualified to do sticking at the jobs that we know how to do and sometimes this stuff feels uncomfortable and vulnerable but God we want to be catchable we want to be curious we want to be connected with you so Holy Spirit show us show us the things that we're believing that are holding us back. Just ask Holy Spirit now, Holy Spirit, what is it that stops me from stepping out and speaking to people? Or you might want to say, Holy Spirit, would you make me more curious to notice things like you do, to notice people like you do, Jesus? Because like John said, he so wants to do it. Remember, it's always that thing that Ralph talked about. It's always prevenience. It's God. It's God working. And we just join in. We just get to join in. It's God working in, in people. And we get to join in. So Holy Spirit, we lay those things down. We lay our fears down. 
If you're someone who feels over-responsible for the outcome, or you want to know it's going to work before you have a go, let's just lay that down at Jesus' feet. Because a branch doesn't feel responsible for the whole vine. A branch is just a branch. So Jesus, we just lay down any over-responsibility for the outcome. And we recognize it's you. It's you. It's you that's working in people. It's you that's speaking. It's you that bears the fruit. I just want you to think of the places that you show up, the people that you come into contact with. Just ask God, would you start showing me, showing me stuff about these people that you want to set them free from, that you want to break in, break out of me, and minister to them. The road that you live on, the shop that you go to for your food shop every time. Ask God to open your eyes to see people, to notice people. Hope you enjoyed today's message. If you want to find out more, head to our website, findlife.co.uk or follow us on Instagram. God bless and see you soon.